Hey, what's up, world? Welcome to Underlying Perceptions. I am Kariga, and to the right of me, and to your left, I have my beautiful wife, my queen, my everything, and my better half, Shariah. Hey, guys. Hey, man. Hello, hello. So, go ahead and let people know who Shariah is. Ooh, who is Shariah? That's a good that's deep look at you coming up here with these little deep questions that i'm not ready for oh, or am i or am or i who are you uh, who is shariah <laughs> that's something i don't know i've thought about for years now it's it's a lot of things that shariah is. shariah can be um she wears many hats actually i wear a lot of hats i'm loving i'm very family oriented I'm a wife. I'm a mother now. Thanks. Shout out to Kasai, little baby hun bunnas. My little hun son. Shout out to Kasai, baby. Bud. Go ahead, hun bunna. <laughs> That's my little hun son. So whatever. But yeah, um, I wear a lot of hats. You know, I'm in school right now. I'm a student. I'm a I'm a daughter. Um, God fearing, loving, caring. Um, so yeah, I mean, Shariah, That's that's deep. That's deep. Who is Shariah? Like you I'm said, I'm gonna still work on that because I think I can, you know, expand that, you know, question a little bit more because Shariah, she's how what indubitable mm. is that? How you say it? Yes. Shariah indubitable. Ooh, just is that rolls. What we say now, guys. Yeah, I'm <laughs> not, not to be doubted. Yeah, yeah, I'm not to be doubted. Uh, Woman of many things. Amen. I agree. And you know, uh, being in this relationship with you for. 12 years, it marks today, five years married, November 18th, yes. 2009. Um, you know, I can say that I've learned a lot from you, and it taught me a lot, especially when it comes to communication and patience. Um, I can say that I really learned a lot from you. Oh. And so I, I commend you for everything you do. Um, your brain is beautiful. Like, you know, you, you mentally stimulate me, and I feel like that's key in a relationship. Definitely. I think it's important for two people to mental stimulate each other because then you can meet that person where you're at. Yes. Here I go in my little therapist terms, but hey. no, but it's true though. Like you got to meet that person where they at in order to grow with them, yes. to learn from them and learn from yourself and, you know, tune into reality with that person, especially if you want to achieve or strive for a healthy relationships. I mean, nobody's perfect. You know, we got to be real, not perfect. Mm. See what I did there? Mm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Ghost writer? <laughs> oh, always ghost writer. There is, guys. Always. That's me. What you hear is me. I'm spitting things. But yeah, I'll, I'll be writing his stuff. Don't let nobody know. No, yeah. <laughs> oh, we won't let nobody know. Let the world knows now. <laughs> but I do, I do appreciate you highly. And you know yeah. what? You know, like you said, you know, with relationships, there's always going to be what is called ups and downs. But at the end of the day, are they really ups and downs or are they just learning obstacles? Like, I feel like, you know, in life, there's always challenges. Like, oh, what's definitely. life without a challenge? What's life without risk, you know? Definitely. So I, I say, like, with that, it just it just comes with uh, durability and, um, you know, synonymous to endurance in a relationship, um, being able to uphold uh, and update each other the whole way through. Oh, definitely. Regardless of, you know flaws and regardless of not being able to achieve perfect perfectionism if that's a word perfection to achieve perfection you know and um i would say like you know with with a relationship it comes with compromise and it comes with sacrifices what do you think is a sacrifice for you sacrifice would probably be sacrificing some of myself 
Yeah, I would say so. the reason why I say that uh-huh. is like being able to do things without the mindset that I have others that I have to live for as well. Um, like you, my son, my family, you know, uh, I think that individual, uh, that individualization that I have to sacrifice at some extent in order to, you know, be there collectivistically. You know what I mean by that, right, baby? So it's like, it's more, yeah, it's just more so like, you know, I'm, it's that, it goes back to that compassion fatigue a little bit where sometimes you do have to put yourself out on the front line, you know, uh, in your relationship, in your family to where sometimes you have to put yourself on a back burner because you have to sometimes get this mindset developed that it's not always about you. The world is not, it doesn't evolve around you. So the sacrifice comes to being able to accept that. That it's not always going to be about self, but more so like the collectivistic side of things. And I think that's where the compromise kicks in. You know, that's interesting because most people who ask, you know, answer that question, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you know, I don't sacrifice myself in relationships because it's like they're telling you what you think they, you, you want to hear. hear. And it's like, well, no, like everybody makes sacrifices, especially in a relationship, you know. Yes. I've made sacrifices myself, like. Coming from a person who was all about self, like I said, Chris is my first relationship, and I didn't really understand what it meant to be in a relationship. Like, I had to learn throughout the trials, tribulations, the challenges that we've been through and went through throughout this past 12 years to understand, like, okay, you know what, I did have to sacrifice this in order to achieve this or to grow with Chris this way, but I never sacrificed myself individually in the aspect where... I lost myself. Right. Because, I mean, sometimes you do get caught up in a relationship where you're losing friends and you're losing family, but then sometimes you're growing apart from them and you're developing a new self. You're you're like a flower sprouting from concrete, you know? Mm. So where you're growing into the, your own self, you're growing to your own reality to where you're not losing yourself necessarily, you're just growing to who you are. Yes. And that leads me As that- an adult, I guess. No, that's real talk, you know, and like you said, it, it goes to where you're able to sacrifice yourself without losing yourself. Yeah. And sometimes that, you know, it, it happens and we minimize it. Like, what if we sacrificing something that that end up putting us in like an anxious state or a depressive state? Mm-hmm. And we don't understand why our behaviors or why we think or to feel the certain way we feel after making a certain sacrifice in our life. We don't understand how much they've taken from us. And I feel like that could get a person lost in like feeling like they really lost something that they lost a part of themselves at some point. And I feel like, you know, it's a, it goes back to achieving that differentiation. It's being able to like accept, uh, you know, accept what was, learn from what is and, and embrace today. Embrace now. No, you're right. Like, I mean, it got to the point, like, in our 12-year journey, there were times where I felt like I, I'm losing a piece of myself or I wasn't happy or I was mad at you and stuff like that. Like, it did get to a point where I had to sit back and reflect and think about, like, is this really what I really want? Um, am I breaking up with him every two seconds? And I'm like, you know what? F this marriage. I want something new. I want something different. Is the grass greener on the other side? Mm. All these thoughts come into play, especially when you're mad at your significant. It's really challenging, I would say, when you're in a relationship with somebody for a long time and 
you just want to just throw it all away. Yeah. And then it's challenging to just stick through it as well. And that's where religion came into play for me. Mm. Um, believing what my purpose was through God and talking to God and praying to God. That was one of the coping skills I had to utilize when it came to the challenging aspects of our relationship. Because, I mean, like, everybody go through things. No one's perfect, you know. You just got to be real. I love it. And you're right. You know, at the end of the day, too, it's like you you said it, you know. Um, we all go through things, and it's the, it's, it's the matter of not repeating the same mistakes over and over, you know. Yeah. And I feel like that's where, uh, that's where awareness kicks in in a relationship, especially speaking on myself. It's like, you know, are you going to keep doing the same things over and over to where you're seeing your relationship remain stagnant and it's not growing? Or are you going to make a change so you can see improvement or progress within your relationship? And I think, I, you know what? I don't think I know that it did come from a spirituality, like a spiritual place. Spirituality, connectedness for me, have really opened my eyes to self-reflect on myself, to better myself in my relationship, to better myself as a father now, mm -hmm. to better myself as a family man, to better myself as a friend. Um, and, you know, I'm not always going to appease to everybody because I'm always going to be working on myself and improving. But it still goes back to being accountable. I think accountability Definitely. for men, and I'm only speaking from a men's perspective, yeah, you know, of course. for men taking accountability, that's where our pride gets in the way and we have an issue um, taking accountability for what we've done in our relationships. And, you know, I'm just speaking from experience, you know, it's like our pride gets in the way of communication. Sometimes we tend to say, oh, we don't want to communicate now because that's how I be getting sometimes, right? I like, I don't, I don't feel like talking about it right now. But you're like, well, we need to talk about it. Yeah. And right now I'm trying to dictate it into a way where it's like, it's got to be on my time. That's not how that should work. And I've started learning that communication really, really resolves a lot of issues, you know? And I'm, I've learned that over the time. And it's just because without communication, and to be honest with you, you're communicating when you think you're miscommunicating. But yeah. it's, it's, it's once again, it goes back to that respect, the accountability and then mm -hmm. the action that falls behind it. And that's that's where I had to reflect and say, you know what? It's time to make a difference, time to make a change, because um, stagnation isn't for you. It's not meant for your life. It's meant for you to experience, but not to dwell in. Definitely. So. I, I I agree with you 100%. It definitely came from a spiritual place for me to reflect on that myself. So, Yeah, I mean, like, like I said, no one's perfect. Everyone's always growing and evolving in life. And we met when we were young, guys. Like, we were, what, 16 mm -hmm. when we first met and we got together. We were only in high school, 11th grade. So time has flown and we had to go from childhood to adulthood together and things change you know that little chemical imbalance that start to change and you start to look at life differently being underneath your parents you are you are looking through their perspective and their lens and then when you get out in the real world you start developing your own mm. you know so we, mm -hmm. we went through that transition together from childhood to adulthood so that was an experience within itself too and I mean, surprisingly, by the grace of God, we're still together. And we're still pushing it through. Yeah, you know, that's it's just a great way to look at it, too, because we have been um, in a relationship with only each other, you know. Yeah. And the thing is, it's, like, it's not like we have experienced other relationships to know what that's like. Yeah. But it goes into the, the discussion, like, if it's meant to be and you're able to work through it, then just try it out. And I say try it out because it's like you never know how a person feels. Me, I know my love for you is enduring. Aww. 
That's just a fact, you know. No cap yeah. in my rap. That's just a fact. Bar. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I think there there's like this this is like this uh this mindset that uh you know some people have is where they think uh, you know, just because you get into a uh, an argument about something and you feel like these arguments are always talked about or brought up um, and you're not willing to communicate your way through and make the changes and take the accountability. And I say both parties to take the accountability. And um, I think when it just gets to that that rock bottom point for them, I feel like people want to throw it away. Yeah. You know, based off of experience, right? Like when we get in an argument, we're like, you know what? This is about it. Let's, you know, but then it's like, Who's to say you're not going to deal with that with the next person? So, or the next person. Like, what if you're just in a simulation of going through the same shit? And while you're going through the simulation, you should be trying to figure out how to play the game properly or how to understand the rules or how to make the changes and walk the steps properly in the game. You know, I look at it like Matrix, you know, it's like you keep doing the same thing and it's not going to bring you the outcome that you want, you know, but if you change it up, and I say change it up as in improving yourself, um, working on yourself, your internal conflicts, confronting those. Of course. You can achieve differentiation in a relationship and find that balance and understand that we're always going to have our arguments. We're always going to have our issues. Are we able to work from it? Yeah, you know, you. I think you hit, like, a good point, too, because, I mean, I'm that type of person. We When we argue, like I say, we're, we're a relationship. We have our good and our bad days. Um, when we argue, I'm ready to throw it away, guys. Like, I'd be like, you know what? This is it. I can't take it no more. I'm done. And I'll go call my parents, and then they'd be like, Shry, you crazy. You tripping. And shout out to Mama Dak. Shout out to Mama Rose <laughs> and Pops. Yes. They, they're they're my, I look up to them because they've been together for 30 plus years. My mom's probably going to correct me. like, girl, didn't I say it's like 35? <laughs> but they've been together for 30 plus years, and I look up to them. I see them as a healthy relationship. When I was younger, I would be like, that's what I want. That's what I want in a husband. That's what I want to be as a wife. Um, And so when I do get mad at Chris and he do be pissing me off, I go call my mom and dad like, Mom, can you believe that? Mom, let me talk to dad. And they just tell me, like, Shrey, you're the one tripping. Or, Shrey, you got to look at it from this way. Or, Shrey, this is how you can handle things. And it just gives me different perspective of how to approach him as a wife, let alone his friend. Because you got to realize that just because you're somebody's wife, you're their girlfriend, you still got to realize that they're your friend at the end of the day. You still got to maintain that friendship, that bond with that person in order to get through all of the trials and tribulations and the challenges that we did face. Yes, I agree that, you know, that friendship comes first. That's of what course. brought us together. You of know? course, yeah, we were friends you know, at first. Uh, yeah. we, we was in our relationship, uh, and, you know, we we didn't have sex. No, I mean, be real. <laughs> I mean, I've been perfect, but yeah, go ahead, like, be we real. Didn't, we didn't have sex for a year. Two. Two years. <laughs> you see how he's trying to do me, guys? <laughs> no, okay, my bad. Two years, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, it was like. It's the it's the fact that yeah. we developed this friendship to get to know each other, um, get to feel each other out, get to understand each other's emotions. Definitely. Uh, you know, our, our flaws, uh, what makes us our best, mm-hmm. you know, and you do that in the process of a friendship, yeah. a, a, in the beginning of a relationship. And then when you do come together where it becomes in the process where now y- y'all are everywhere, now y'all making love, now y'all got your first house together, now y'all doing things in unison, y'all opening accounts together, and et cetera, and et cetera. 
it's a process ongoing to where it's like you're learning more about your partner. You becoming um, in tune with your partner to where yeah. it's like a spiritual connection, you know. And what you want to do in a relationship, just as you would for a job, is to remain committed. That word commitment is powerful. Like you have to remain committed as if you were on a job. Of course. You know, you're you're showing up to work every day. You're doing your assignments. You're making sure you reach uh, deadlines. What makes you think you can't acquire those same assets in your own relationship to keep it healthy, update each other, love each other, talk to each other, um, get to understand something different. Like your, your favorite color yesterday may not be your favorite color today. That's true. Because I used to like blue and I like gold. Mm, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I like blue. I Not will forever red. like blue. But <laughs> gold is a beautiful color. Of course it is. But you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, so like you said, go ahead and tell me about the colors. You know, like your theory on colors is really, really good. Uh, I'm still developing that theory. I don't think they're ready yet. You think they're ready? I think they're ready. Y'all ready for these bars? <sighs> All right, guys. Okay, so it's not ready, so don't be trying to at me. So, <laughs> <laughs> I have this little theory that the way to communicate with someone, like, say, for instance, how can I explain this best? So, for, say, for instance, you got Kariga here. Um he speaks multiple colors. That's what I tell him all, all the time. Like, you're able to communicate with different people. You can speak different colors, like red, blue, green, yellow. But if it's a person who only speaks yellow, you can connect with them because you're able to be fluent. Mm. Um, but me, here I am, I can't speak to someone who's yellow where I may get lost in a train of thought or I may drift off or I'm not being able to um, translate what they're saying and understand what they're saying. So I can't speak yellow, I only can speak blue. Mm. And I only can connect to people who speak blue. And I only can reach out to people who speak blue. Um, so it's just it's just a communication theory that I have that I'm still developing as a therapist. Hey, man. Uh, I'm still <laughs> developing it because, I don't know, it's just I like to watch and observe people interact with one another. And I'll see two people just butting heads. And it's like it's because they can't speak the same color. They can't connect with each other because they can't understand each other. So I'm mm. still developing this little theory to something that's just been popping in my head in and out, but it's going to get there. And hopefully if somebody understands me, power to you, because most people don't. <laughs> <laughs> we speak the same color. Yeah. So, yeah. that's. I mean, it's just a little theory I'm trying to work out a little bit. And I love it because that's how people operate. You know, that's how yeah. people operate. People operate off of differences. Of course. And, then diff and, and everybody's raised differently. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? So Definitely. it's like reaching that, uh, that once again, that differentiation of being able to understand and then accept it while still, you know, understanding your color, being true to your color, but not neglecting the other colors out there. Of course. And I mean, like, even if you, like, was to apply that little theory that I got onto, like, my house. So I grew up in a large family. I have multiple siblings, multiple sisters and brothers. And um, we all grew up different, y'all. We got different personalities. We are all looking at life differently. We're in different stages of our life. We got different careers because we all speak different colors. But somehow we all do speak a mutual color to where we can connect one one another because we're all super close at the same time. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we all can go out into this world and speak different colors and connect to these different careers and the people within the careers and develop these different friendships. And I may not be able to relate to one of my sister's friends, but she does. And yeah, we grew up in the same house and under the same household doesn't necessarily mean we all speak the same colors. We're all individualized. We're all different. But we were grown. We were raised by the same two parents. Yeah, yeah. And that's that collectivistic 
uh, view that kicks in, right? Where it's yeah. like, you know, we're all individual, but we know how to come together as a collective. We know exactly. how to. Yeah, that's real talk. I love that thing. Yeah, because my mom and dad wasn't having it. Now. Yeah. Especially my dad. If we was to argue or something, he was like, uh-uh, hug. Yeah. I was like, no, dad, you hug. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, dad. Don't try to make me hug my siblings. <laughs> um, but no, he he would get on us like that, especially when we weren't getting along with each other. So many of us, especially girls, we'd be at each other's throat. But he's like, we're not having that. You guys are family. You guys are all each other have. And we're going to make sure we stick together. And that's what we're doing now, especially as adults. We're all sticking together. So you would say family is very important to you? Oh, extremely. Extremely. Family is my everything. It's my in my siblings, like, they're my everything. I make sure, like, we're all good, especially my, my family. You I you and me aside, you know, you guys are obviously the first, the first two people I put, um, put, you know, not in front of God, but, you know, I put you guys first, but you guys are all, we're all family. And my grandfather, when he was on his deathbed, he was, he always told me, like, you know, make sure you take care of your mom and dad. And he stressed the fact that me and my siblings were all we have. And as we got older, we started to realize, like, even the family that you grew up really close with, whether it was on your mom's side or your dad's side, you start to, you know, separate. You start to notice little things and how people are treating you. And... You start to, like, you know, gravitate more towards your sibling because it's like, you know, we got each other. And I want you to know, siblings, we got each other. Like, nobody can pull us apart. No matter how much they try, we got each other. And y'all know where I'm coming from with that. So, yeah, family is very important to me. I like to keep the ones I'm close with very close. And like I said, blood doesn't make you family. Mm. I've acquired multiple different friends. And I'm not going to say, yeah, multiple different friends that I met throughout my life. And I consider my family, like, my siblings. I will call a friend a sibling before I call a cousin a sibling, you know. Or I will call a cousin, a friend family before I even consider one of my cousins or my aunts or an uncle or whatever the case is, a family member, because they haven't treated me like family. Oh. So sometimes it does come down to the point where blood does not make you family whatsoever. Just because we have the same genetic, family comes from the heart. Somebody who's caring, somebody mm. who's connecting with you on the same level, and somebody who you can be there for and vice versa, that reciprocity. Because mm. when we get into family, we don't see that, you know? Amen. We grew up thinking that they are going to be, recipro- um, be reciprocating the same kind of energy I'm giving out, but they don't. They start to view you differently. They start to envy you, and you're like, you know what? I'm good off of that. You're stagnant. I'm going to let you sit where you are, but I'm not going to grow with you. I'm about to grow this way. Yeah. Because if I'm growing with you, I'm about to be stuck with you and i ain't about to be stuck with you now so i'm about to be over here with my siblings and we about to continue to live our life and we're about to continue to prosper underneath the god you know amen oh, i hear you loud and clear yeah oh my god you got bars <laughs> y'all see Ooh, where i, I get it from guys. man oh you i know, love that i'm telling you i'll be writing his stuff and yeah, no i love your Mixed perspective oh for sure for certain <laughs> you're getting writer credits and all oh ooh, you know okay. But it's I, I do yeah. I do appreciate where you're coming from with that, you know. Blood yeah. doesn't make you family. Loyalty can. Of course. Of course. Empathic connectedness can. Let support can. You know, I'm not talking about temporary support for your own gratification. Okay, I'm not talking about that type yeah. of support. The the type of support where you want it to benefit you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm talking about being there for your family regardless. You know what I'm saying? Of course. And uh, sometimes we do have family on the, on the outside that are not, you know, close to us. That don't show us the love and the, the respect or the support that we would show them. Exactly. So, Like, I mean, I grew up 
I mean, when I was one years old, let's say, so I grew up with cousins and my my actual biological siblings um, in the same household. My mom took in four of my cousins. I grew up with them as my siblings. I mean, I was one years old, right? So I grew up with them. They're like, that's my sister. Nobody can tell me different that those are my sisters. That's my brother, whatever the case is. Like, so their kids are my nieces and nephews. So if you say I ain't got a lot of nieces and nephews, let me tell you, I got over 30 of them. <laughs> <laughs> Their kids are my nieces and nephews, and nobody can tell me different. Nobody can say, oh, that's not your niece, that's not your nephew. It's like, no, you don't know how close-knit my family is. This is people who's been reciprocating the same energy. These are people yes. that I keep close. These are people that are in my circle, and these are people that are my family. Amen. Amen. You know, and during this life's journey you start seeing like the lack of support in some areas you know definitely graduations uh you know job acceptances program acceptances uh ceremonies uh birthday parties um just uh appreciation of life events of course. it's like you know like where's the love where's the reciprocity you know support is free but if it costs you if you feel like it costs you your life, then I don't want it to cost your life. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know, if you feel like if you feel like supporting your family, supporting your loved one costs your life, um, then just just keep your life. You know, like if somebody want to be there for it. you, they will be there. Yeah. It shouldn't be like pulling teeth, like, hey, are you gonna come? Hey, are you gonna do this? Like, no, like if they really want to be there, they will be there. You shouldn't have to ask them multiple times. You shouldn't have to send multiple invites. Like naturally and organically, they will be there if they really wanted to be there. So sometimes you just gotta look at the people that's in your life and weed out the little bad apples even if it's like man i used to be really close to this person man that was my favorite aunt or that was my favorite uncle or me and this cousin was really close it's like you know at the end of the day you gotta you know push them to the side i didn't say throw them away you know they're there but put that apple back on the shelf so me might rot in but who knows <laughs> love uh, them from a distance <laughs> love them from a distance that's all you gotta do sometimes you just gotta love biological family from the distance that's real talk. I, I hear that 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, and speaking of family support, you know, I want to go ahead and do a little recap for uh, Kasai's first birthday. Oh, yeah. Okay. It was a beautiful turnout. Yes. Thank you for everybody that supported. Uh, thank, thank you. Thank for, you. Uh, and also thank you to everybody that also supported when he was born. Um, yes. And the baby shower. I thank everybody's contribution. Um, we love y'all. We got much love for y'all. 